Pardon the interruption, Australia. I am Russell Barwick, Sam Kegovich. Yes. You look resplendent. That suit is uh, all you. Get ready for ca ready for camera, Rusty. What's now happening? tell me. Yep. Uh, I would have thought, and I'm sure you could agree with me, that a prerequisite of being a good leader is having a great memory. Absolutely. Now, if I was to put five thousand to your bank account, would you reckon you'd remember? Cash or check. Yes, I would remember. Oh, of course I'd remember. But you were number three account, If it was, mate, there'd be something going out wide for sure and certain in this pocket. And what's in this pocket, by the way? Uh, tonight on the show is Ricky Ponting staring down the barrel. Quaid is stepping into the ring. Smith sits in the hot seat. Folau waiting in the wings and more. We've got toss-up to play and ESPN football gun... Andrew Sati is here for five good minutes. It's all brought to you by the people that you had a good time with on the weekend. Sporting bet Australia, nothing better than a sporting bet. Uh, we start with cricket, and the second test ended in a draw. An outstanding result, an outstanding game of cricket. Mm. Australia only had to show up on the last day to win, we thought, but South Africa were fantastic, and Fab Duplessis, Fab Duplessis was just unbelievable. A debutante too, I might add, by the way. Yeah. Who would have thought? I honestly believe that game would have finished by uh, lunchtime, but they were resilient, stood their uh, ground... And uh, fan never looked like getting out. Well, they I think he like faced three hundred and seventy odd balls yeah. in his debutant test. It was, and even the man that I thought uh, slipped under the radar was Jacques Callas. I mean, he's yeah. got he couldn't run, couldn't so he run. just stands out there and Held whacks fifty in the first dig and forty odd in the second dig. Now I watched the last hour or last two and hours. Peter Siddle, hands, what about, that's yeah. the point I want to make. Peter Siddle was as game as they come. I, you know, we talk about the wonderful Australian. Uh, culture and, you know, that uh, warrior mentality and the warrior spirit and uh, he just displayed all that, you know, uh, look, it was well one and of the, above the... It, at, you're right, at, at lunchtime I thought, oh, this is boring, this yeah. is just going to end in a tame one because we hadn't yeah. got a wicket until tea time and then all of a sudden this guy, Peter Siddle, gets a sniff, gets a bit of help from the other guys, Nathan Lyon at the other end was going fantastic, they were warriors, the mm. worst thing now is we had two weeks break between the first and second test. They've got two days between the second and third. But it just highlights, you know, talk about T20 bash and uh, hit and giggle. See what the old, the long form of the game does. Yeah. Even though there's no run scored. You get but a it's good enthralling one. and it's engaging stuff. Mm. Two more phases with a bat in the second test as Ricky Ponting staring down the barrel at the end of his test career. Now the big question beckons as to how much time has he in actual fact got? Well, Will he get a tap on the shoulder or what? Well, if he gets a pair of failures in Perth, mm. I would suggest that the tap on the shoulder might be forthcoming. But if he happens to get 50, he'll get a get out of jail free card for the end of the summer. I think he's okay. I personally think he's okay. I'll tell you what I'd like to see happen. Now, Ricky Ponting has been an outstanding Australian captain and cricketer. Yeah. I would like to see Ricky Ponting. I know he's going to get a game in Perth. I'd like to see him retire prior to that and uh, have a dignified exit. Well... Is the, the time dignified, has come But is the dignified exit for Ricky Ponting retiring after that third test and saying, I want to bat in, uh, per, in no. Sydney and Melbourne? I think the Boxing time, day's the go. I think the time is right now. I really do. I mean to say, there's been a lot of great players exited previously and made a big score and probably, you might have thought, retired prematurely. But I think the time with Ricky at 37... That's surprising. I, I thought you'd say that he'd go on and play in the Ashes next year. No, I don't believe that. I know I've said that elsewhere, but I really believe... <laughs> Here in our well, own four walls. if you've said it elsewhere, why are you saying something no, different here? Well, within our country, in our own country, I believe that it's time for Ricky How to good say are you? thank you. You've gone a bet well, each way. No, I have, I have. I <laughs> anyway, that. whatever. The new ARL Commission CEO has finally been announced. The Welshman named David Smith is in the hot seat. He was a senior banking official with Lloyds International and has no experience in rugby league. 
and he won't even start the job until February. Which so means, easy the right man. Which means the Sharks have about three months to start uh, brushing their teeth before they feast on this man when he arrives. They so will, They will tear him apart. The Sharks in rugby league are the factions, and there's thousands of them. Everybody wants their little piece of the pie. Well, that's why he's been appointed. I understand. Because, but, let me tell you. But it took it took six months to find you him. You think it's a poor, poor I, uh, I think appointment? It's a, no, I, think, I can't say it's poor, because he might be the best administrator in yeah. history of the game. I think it's a surprising appointment, because he knows nothing about the game. Is that he, important? He didn't know the captain. I think it is important. I think you have... And, and Demetrius said that as well. It's important... Oh, because Andrew said it's important. It's rubber stamped the media, No, no, it? no. He said it, 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 it helps to have a bit of a knowledge of the well, game. It may well be helpful, but... But my point is that these guys have taken six months to find a person. He's their seventh choice. Whether you like to hear that or not, he's not their first choice, is he? He was the first choice, you reckon? Well, the AFL guy, of course, Gil McLaughlin. He was the first choice. Yeah, he Smith, said no. And there Smith was a might few, have been available. They then, might have got the Smith. No, there was a few others that said no along the way. And so, it, look, I just... I hope it works, because the game needs a strong leader. My only leader. concern with him, it's not a prerequisite to know the game, but he may be very adept at reading a spreadsheet but he's got to be able to factor in that emotive component called people. Mm. And that's what runs sport. Okay. The Israel Folau rug- retaining the rugby league saga drags on with Parramatta now asking if they can pay him over the salary cap next year. And then, of course, have the amount they're over-deducted from their cap in 2014. Should the ARL Commission be a... slightly benevolent and altruistic and say, yes, Parramatta, well, I'm I telling you... it's a great idea. This and is preposterous and farcical. I actually rang ESPN and said, do you mind giving me my pay rise for, like, the next oh, five yeah. years. Give them to me now. That's right. And then I'll just owe you And then later. get the lemon and sars get next nothing, week. Yeah. Ne- get $1.50 in a couple of weeks. Tell off. the Melbourne Storm they we'd like to pay. thought it was a great idea. How did the Melbourne Storm feel about they it? They said, we're happy to pay you five years in advance and you can just owe us later. Who does the thinking? I know Ricky Stewart says <laughs> a great mate of ours and a terrific coach, but who does the thinking out of pay? What were you thinking, for God's sake? What were you, well, hang on. What were you thinking? For, what, where did that come from? Well, we, it's... <laughs> I'm getting my float ready for Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tuesday. What were you thinking? Look, I think it's a dumb idea. It's obviously a dumb idea. It's not a dumb idea. It's if, thoughtless. If, if someone does it, then everybody will just say, well, Penrith yeah. say, well, I want to get uh, Sonny yeah. Bill Williams. And the Roosters say, I want to get, uh, you know, Richie McCall. I want to go to get... Westpac next week. I want a loan and I don't want to pay. Oh, yeah, on Monday, that. Craig Cooper officially put his rugby career on hold and announced he'll step into the ring to fight on the Sonny Bill Williams undercard in February against some chump who is probably as good in the boxing ring as I am. Do you hope he gets knocked out? No, I don't hope anyone. So you uh, deplore that violence. But I tell you what, I was a bit of a Quade Cooper just because I'm a bit ignorant and naive. And no. I just... No, listen oh, to stop. me. No, no, listen. there's the promo. No, no. I'm a bit ignorant no, no. and naive. Stop. <laughs> because I, formed, I formed an opinion on Quade Cooper from what I read in the tissues and the electronic media. Now, I may be a bit off, but Quade Cooper now, I'm feeling starting to feel sorry for because I think he's very poorly advised. I think the game's authorities have got a lot to answer for to allow a talent of this ilk to be so dysfunctional and in total disarray. Yeah, he's getting and bad advice. He's getting bad and advice. He's told, Shocking. Mate, uh, but but it look, reflects poorly on the game. The people that uh, there's Sonny Bill, yeah, Sonny Quaid Bill wants Cooper, to, who and, the heck is Sonny Bill to become out in a benevolent nature and say I'm going to give half my? Does he run the game? But Sonny, Sonny Bill's a paid servant of the game and do as you're told. Sonny, and shouldn't even be in that predicament. But he was the guy that left the game, and now Quade yeah. Cooper's leaving rugby, and Anthony Mundine left rugby league. Do you see a correlation here? I do see a correlation. That's why do David you need to know Smith what correlation. Uh, uh, that'll be. A, <laughs> but David Smith's appointment is terribly important and hopefully he can sort these anomalies out and bring the game together and make it a very strong foundation. I just want to make it clear, you're ignorant and naive. 
<laughs> you wish I was. You'd be unemployed if I Go. was. The A-League and Sydney FC season goes from bad to worse with another loss on the weekend. They're fourth in the trot. They still don't have a new manager, or a manager or a coach. They're in no hurry to appoint one. Uh, is this season now regarded as a complete waste? Well, when you uh, throw in Alessandro Del Piero... Alessandro Del Piero. Alessandro Del Piero. Uh, when you throw him in the mix, I am of course I'm it's a waste. A, I'm playing with a muppet. Of course it's a waste, and you've got to say to yourself, <laughs> you've got to say to yourself, they have you blown. Think about the game. They've blown the opportunity to utilise this guy and, and be be on the top of the table. This is rapidly becoming a nightmare from Elm Street. This triggers Look for a, for a club that at the start of the year promised so much. Their crowd attendance has been fantastic. Even now that they're uh, pumping the submission, their merchandising, their uh, membership, Everything. their sponsorship. And who would have thought at the start of the year that signing of Alessandro Del Piero? Him. Uh, and, you know, as we speak now, three-quarters of their players are out of contract. As we speak. They don't have a coach. No. They're talking to Gordon Strachan, who's a you know, huge name. Frank Farina. Frank, Gary Van Egmond knocked them back from yeah. Newcastle. Who, who would have thought in the short space of seven weeks... David Gallup. He's a, come into it and said... Well, oh. David Gallup will sort this out. He's very, very good. He's done a good job, David Gallup. He's been there a week. Been fantastic. That's all he needs to. That's the headlines. Next up, Andrew Osati from ESPN. Press Pass is back to look at all the football news, including the A-League, the Champions League, the EPL. We've got it all covered here. You have been exposed for ignoramus. You are... He was pretty good last time. We thought we'd get him back again. Plus, he's free. ESPN FC guru Andrew Sarthi. <laughs> Enjoying his time in Australia still. You don't want to get rid of him. No, not quite to... free, by the way. You've got to go back to the Champions League very shortly, don't you? I do. I do. For the crunch time, the knockout stage, which is early next year. I've still got more time for I've got to say, you were at Sydney FC training the other day and you've been reading the uh, train wreck and we've had our say. Yeah. What's your take on the whole thing? Well, you know what? Uh, talking to some of the officials yesterday, and there's one well-placed who told me he's not even part of the selection process for the new coach, which he said, quote, unquote, he finds it bizarre. And that, that for me, wraps up Sydney... FC very nicely because so who is part the whole of the thing is committee? who is it just the CEO well they're looking the well the chairman is is looking through it they're talking to you know a whole range of candidates from home and abroad and, and it's just one thing that drags on and unfortunately they're averaging what nearly a coach's season yeah. since the start of the A League and just as many chief executives that is the stain on Sydney FC are they that they the don't well run are they the Chelsea of uh, Australian yes, football yes they are expect oh, the no unexpected Abram there's no Abramovich at the uh, SFC M minus the significant checks that that yeah. come in the mail so where's it all gone wrong for them I'm going to say everything look rosy great signing great crowd sponsors members so is it lie with the administration or they've, or they've got no players well you, you talk about the construction of the team isn't it starts with Howie and Crook went about constructing a team and then a marquee player comes in. They're trying to pick up where, you know, Levitschka had left off because he had a successful spell and so far, you know, they haven't been able to replicate that cycle. I think they had their good time and now it's on the way down. There's victory on the way back. Adelaide and Mariners have broken clear. <laughs> yeah, Adelaide. I saw them against Sydney actually the other night. And what did you think? And uh, I wasn't... Uh, I didn't think that they look like a championship winning team, to be honest, even though it was probably their best performance of the season. But they're well organised, as are the Mariners under Graham Arnold, and they're, they're compact, they're hard to break down, and that's what it is. Counter-attacking teams that, that can hold out. Not unlike Sydney, which is leaking goals. What about the, the standard time. of the game? What did you think of the standard? I was disappointed when I went to see Sydney versus Adelaide, but up until that point, I've been very impressed. You know, you've had lots of multiple goal thrillers across the board. Mm. But not only that, since I've come back, and I've been away for nearly four years, 
you see the difference. Teams are playing the quality, with patterns, yeah. the quality. Uh, people are making better decisions on the pitch. It's, it's just overall a better product and it seems far more polished. OK, so having said that, uh, should we look at someone like David Beckham coming into the A-League well, to, to you know, boost it again? Why not? I think the A-League has arrived at a point and David Beckham at a point in his career where he's gettable. There's yeah. absolutely no doubt so about that. About what, see, I, I totally disagree with you. I think these day trippers are futile for a ten-week bonus. But I think in reality, like a Del Piero over a two-year period, I've changed my views there, I think he can leave a legacy. But a Beckham, you know, hit and run and, you know, rape and pillage, I think leaves no... <laughs> Well, leaves no. Well, I, don't think I, see where you, I see where you're coming from, but unfortunately, well, you this is okay. our, Why are you laughing at this me is for? where our game is at. I think we need and can you know use these guys in a way that helps expose the game. Well, it's going to cost us a million and a half bucks. No, and... it's not going to cost you a lot because it pays for itself essentially. Well, they had a the story in the paper that David Beckham was worth 35 million that he brought to the uh, US listen, soccer. Listen, the new TV deal, right? Will cover the salary cap. Yeah. That means every club has got now two point whatever to go out and sign yeah. a marketplace because that is the product we have. We need. A very well-run game, well-coached, good players to come through. But develop. two point one million, a little bit, a little bit of you know, sparkle. We got to start learning about In the case of Sydney FC, half of that goes to Alessandro Del Piero. You love yeah. the way I said Alessandro Del Piero. Yeah, but like I, I said, it pays <laughs> for itself. So you've had a you've had a spike in memberships, merchandise. Yeah. They sold the first season of Sydney FC's games to yeah. Italian TV for it. But for I'm saying, but that, okay, but that has got merit because it's a two-year deal. But I'm talking about being prudent with your money, a bit frugal. Not just giving it away and, you know, for a ten-week period. Give it away. Now, Give it away. It'll you, come back. It grows on trees Italian in the background of you, yours or something. Uh, yeah. You uh, predicted that a coach would be sacked uh, after the <laughs> last round of Champions one. League. <laughs> Admittedly, it wasn't uh, Di Matteo. It was the other bloke. Um, and Mancini's <laughs> bloke. still hanging No, hold on. No. I said it wasn't Mancini. It was the other bloke, Di Matteo. Yeah, yeah. But, but I got it almost there. Almost They're both a, Italian. Is that a surprise? I mean, they won it, six months ago. It shouldn't be, right, because it's Chelsea. But I am still shocked, you know, just because you lose a couple on the bounce. But I think this goes back to the fact that Abramovich never wanted Di Matteo in place to begin with. So even when he wins the FA Cup in the Champions League, which Chelsea had never done before, for example, in Europe, what do you do? He got what a two-year contract. Didn't want him. So he got a two-year contract because just to appease the masses, Abramovich I believe, at the time. Abramovich is a soul. Don't you understand? No, he, he wants and... Pep Guardiola. He wants a big name. He wants the team playing so what's Barcelona getting, rest so, football. So what stopped him getting what he wanted? Tell me what stopped him. Well, first of all, Guardiola said no. His number one candidate said no. He wants the best in the world. He's had the best already and he sacks them. Ancelotti, Scolari, he's been through yeah, all of them. All he's the running out of options. Yeah. So why doesn't uh, Alessandro Del Piero get on the blower to Di Matteo and say, come and coach Sydney FC for 100000 a year? Yeah, I'll make him that joke to somebody <laughs> well, else. Well, Benitez <laughs> booed by the Chelsea fans. Yeah, Benitez. Benitez. You know why? Benitez. No, Benitez. Because Benitez, he, he left a foul stench at Liverpool. A foul stare, what stinks? You should follow up. Absolutely. Seriously. Why is, it's like sitting next to you two. Uh, the body odor is unbelievable. After a dodgy lamb curry, <laughs> you're, mate, a you're following you're a bit stench. yourself. He's got the best in the business. <laughs> you know what? I'm I, somewhere in there, we talk <laughs> a bit of football. Good on you, Orsats. Uh, enjoy uh, the Cheers. rest of your time. Why don't you go back to Kinetic. Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> Gladly. Get away from you. Next up, it's toss up squaring off this week Sally Pearson yeah. and Michael Clark, Israel Falau and Sonny Bill Williams, and Sean Connery versus Daniel Craig. I've got no idea. Literally, no. Where's Russ's tie, by the way? I don't do that. Welcome back to the show. Time for toss-up. We're pitting two foes against each other. Of course, there can only be one winner. Normally, that is the one that I pick. First up, it is the end of the year, so time for a couple of gongs, Australia. We're about to go for the Sports Person of the Year, and I'm going to throw up two names. Toss-up, Michael Clark or Sally Pearson? Sally Pearson. 
But, but uh, why? Well, only because of the global stage. It's a uh, Olympic Games, I think, takes precedence over any other sport. And? And the fact she's, she's very, very good. And the fact that we had, up until that stage, won donuts and the world was watching, mm. the pressure was on, and she delivered. And in athletics, you know, she's clearly the I think best. she only lost a couple of races yeah. the entire year. So even though uh, Michael Clark's performance over the been year has been, been outstanding, dominant. Sally Pearson's individual yeah. efforts... It's uh, Olympic gold. You can't yeah, argue. but across the year. It's in, it's like she won all of the yeah, uh, Diamond League Olympic races. Gold. gold. That's all you got to look at. Olympic gold is the highest accolade. OK, we agree on that one. Our second 2012 award, which has seen the biggest stories in sport in 2012. I want to throw two up at you. Yeah. Toss up. Usain Bolt's three gold medals yeah. or Lance Armstrong? Well, line ball, but all for the wrong reasons. One for the wrong reason, one for the right reasons. Yes. But I think the biggest story would have been, uh, well, you saying Bolt, we always come to expect it from him. Well, but no, I think the, the revelations first, about the Lance Armstrong, ever. Lance Armstrong, the revelations about his drug taking and the fact that they've been, uh, you know, proven. I think that just sent ripples and shockwaves through sport and the world in general. No, I disagree. I do. At the end of the day. We all want to run fast. Not all of us want to ride a push bike. At the end of the day, most of us thought, most of us thought that Lance Armstrong wasn't as clean as everybody was thinking he was. Well, and for years and years and years, all of the Tour de France winners have been uh, tainted. So I'm saying for the good reasons, Usain Bolt. No, Dad, I said that at the, the start. The greatest I ever. I prefaced that at the start, but I'm saying the biggest story was, in terms of story... Was Armstrong. Okay, next, if you're an NRL coach, which returning player would you prefer to have in your team, in your Melbourne Storm, my West Tigers, Sonny Bill or Israel Folau? Israel Folau. I would. Why? Purely and simply because I think he can score tries. I know uh, Sonny Bill Williams is an accomplished player and a very athletic and very dexterous, but I like the notion of uh, Israel Folau storming down the sideline the kick goes up in the air I think and he Sonny takes Bill. that towering mark and drops it over the try line. I think Sonny Bill, although the shoulder charge might hurt him, but I would like to have Sonny Bill on my team because, A, we don't have a really fast second rowers and we need fast second rowers. But at the same time... Who is your team? He, the West Tigers. He has the, the ability to go wide, to run off the halves very, very quickly and having him outside, Benji Marshall, Robbie Farrer, sounds fabulous to yeah. me. And I don't think Israel Folau is going to be a success because the bombs don't work as much as they used to. Oh, I... And... Players are used to it. You've had a shocker, I'm telling you. The new James Bond film, Skyfall, has just opened. Many are saying it's the best Bond film ever. But who is the best James Bond ever? Sean Connery or Daniel Craig? Without a doubt, stirred and not... What you say? Shaken and not stirred. <laughs> without a, without, without I'm, a doubt. I'm, without a doubt, I'm a great Sean Connery fan. Of course. There's some great lines. Uh, in Casino Royale, the original one... Uh, he said, John. Uh, and I quote. He said, James Bond said, uh, You're not my type. To which she responded, Why? Because I've got half a brain? He said, No, darling, because you're single. Ah, uh, uh, see? That won't get a run at those uh, deals at the Penrith RSL. And he said, In gold, remember Goldfinger? Odd job with a hat? Yeah. He said, uh, Who are you? She said, I'm Pussy Galore. He said, I must be dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Look, I love Daniel Uh, Craig. I love Sean Connery. I love Roger Moore. I didn't quite love the Australian guy that everybody feels. But in, uh, he said, Uh, Miss Anders, he said, uh, what did he say? I can't remember. I don't recognise you. you, Written it down. I don't recognise you. He said, why not? He said, because you've got your clothes on. Ah, that's toss up. Next happy time. A big finish in the sporting bet. Best bets of the week. And a special hello. Money penny, money penny. No, no, no. A special hello to someone who's just been inducted into the Softball Hall of Fame. In the what? 
Softball Hall of Fame. That's deserving. Arnie Carolyn. Well We're going to talk about her. Ronnie Penny. When we threw his hat, they're always landed on him. Happy birthday this week, Aussie basketball superstar Andrew Bogut. Turns 28. Should get a nice present by returning to the court for his Golden State Warriors this weekend. After being seemingly injured for what I reckon looks for about two... Like Shane Watson. Got yeah. the same ec the epidemic. Well, he actually is a big unit and gets and breaks down mm. quite regularly. But you're right, it seems like he's been out for ages. Happy it's anniversary funny. to the Don. 81 years ago, Bradman scored his first Test 100 at the Gabba. Finished uh, with 226. Scored 200 on the first day like Michael Clark. Just It just goes to show how good Clark's innings was. Let me tell you, the Don, how would he be dealing with these pop gun attacks that are around the world these days? God. And happy trails to Swimming Australia CEO Kevin Neal. He resigned after a disastrous Olympic campaign for our swimmers. He was only six months, would you believe, into a five-year contract. And How does that happen? I don't know, but uh, not too like many tears were shed when he decided to resign. I've got a good nudge. Uh, I think he might have got a big nudge. Now for the big finish, the Wallabies made a two from three on their spring tour. An ordinary 22-19 win over Italy. They had a chance to square it up with a penalty goal, the Italians. A couple of weeks ago, we went over under five and a half tries for the tour. You went under, and you're on track. They've only scored two. Tell you what, if the Azuris had got up, there would have been a very, very nervous coach, I would imagine. Mm. In the Brazil Grand Prix, Jensen Button won. Fernando Alonso was second, and Sev Vettel finished sixth. All that means Vettel was crowned world champion for the third time, this kid on the trot. And uh, speaking of six, Mark Webber, sixth in the world championship, just an average year now to an unwanted record. Imran Tahir recorded the worst ever test bowling figures. None for 260 in the second test. I doubt whether he'll get a start in the third test. Mate, you and I get runs against him. Yep. And basketball's governing body is asking if the IOC can introduce three-on-three -three basketball as a medal event in the Rio Olympics in 2016. Now, look, that just defies logic. They are... They are totally breath. Some of these people really should be in charge of this? sport. I exactly. mean, three on three. Thank you yeah. very much. Who plays an that? Olympic, who plays that? Yeah, an Olympic gold medal for three on three. And see if you can back in some of the contracts and get a concession get on, your, golf uh, as well. on your salary cap. And now for the sporting best of the week. Fools, I said. I think Australia will bounce back, injured all, whatever, and win the third test in Perth. Then I said to you, son, keep faith. The Melbourne victory to beat Perth glory. I said last week Coglu and the, the boys are back. Sporting bet, think Craig Lowndes will uh, win the final Ford versus Holden battle in the Sydney V8s this weekend, which is a uh, it's a historic event because next year you've got Mercedes and you also got Mercedes, the Nissan. Mercedes, what are they going to put in there? Don't forget our podcast. Just go to the iTunes store, search PTI Australia, and how about this one? A special mention, I me mentioned it before, our auntie, the whole lot of us is auntie, Carolyn Buttsworth, who's just been inducted into the Australia Softball Hall of Fame. We don't often do that. No. Well done, auntie Carolyn. Yeah, That's well it. done. Ditto. I'm Russell Barwick. And as always, I'm Sam Kekovich. And more importantly, you know it makes sense. Shaken. I didn't even know there was a Softball Hall of Fame. Shaken, not stirred. I think it's fabulous. And pussy galore. Oh,